If you bathe too long in the void, your brain starts to wrinkle. Geoffrey Borskull felt the days passing like treacle as he failed to escape the lazy, meandering streets. The heat layered on thickly in the scorching nights and simmering mornings. Geoffrey Borskull had never been a fan of food. He got uncomfortable eating with other people, got uncomfortable whenever he felt hungry. He always felt as if there was something wrong with it. It just wasn't natural to mess up all these exquisitely decorated dishes and then stuff them inside himself. It made it worse that one of his jobs was as a sub-editor in a food publication. Forced smiles are grimaced on the inside and expressions of desire for pages and pages of carefully lit, carefully piled, steaming, gleaming food. It made him sick, but he learned to swallow bile by washing it down with carbonated water whenever he felt it rising from his stomach, but the aftertaste never got any easier. He'd messed up dates and business meetings because they'd insisted on eating. Always eating and drinking, slurping, chewing, scraping chairs, smiling, laughing. Tiny invisible specks of spittle and half-enjoyed steak finally liberated from the gaps between teeth. He felt the sweat pouring down his back and his jaw clenching uncontrollably, just from the memory of his last dinner date. Like an immersive nightmare, he'd switch back to that place time after time. The tawdry red brick pub with the cavorting sports stars staring from posters and the vain pop stars belching from the jukebox, the locals farting into their well-worn chairs, and this guy, this businessman, this businessman in front of him, unironically ordering a full English breakfast and looking around at the worn Victorian aesthetic as if it was owed some kind of respect just for surviving in the soot-stained town, like an elderly parasite clinging to an oil-slickened rock. He's speaking now, introducing himself as I rub my neck, pressing the self-conscious muscles, the twitch, begging them to subside. He leans back relaxed, now bathed in a cordial, cosy light that I find sickly like syrup. He's leaning back as if we're discussing the football, as opposed to a national publication. He's talking about his appreciation and fine taste in food, while scraping pub grub into his gob. And suddenly it hit him in overwhelming waves of disgust, and he began retching into the sink as smells and shimmering nights and gleaming dishes swam back to him. He gasped for breath and began gagging again as the taste of his well-worn breakfast returned to him. He fell to the ground, exhausted, and into a deep, restless sleep in a dark, flickering void to which daylight rarely reached. When he awoke, he felt hungry, uncontrollably hungry. He ran for the fridge and clawed it open, eating and drinking everything that he could find. He poured milk over the fruit and chili sauce over the raw steak, tearing it with his teeth, wiping the bloody juices from his mouth and sucking them from his fingers. He felt reborn. He felt an ecstatic pleasure, a previously undiscovered one that washed over him in colourful, soothing tones. Geoffrey, did you get your hair cut? 
asked Gloria, as he strolled into the little shed office space with a spring in his step. Nope, guess again. She looked at him thoughtfully and then smiled. New suit? He smiled back at her. Nope. She shrugged her shoulders. There's something different about you. She turned to take a bite of her breakfast, and then he felt it, but it wasn't aimed at the breakfast. Suddenly, overwhelmingly, he wanted to eat her. <laughs>